Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some tips on how you can prevent yourself from losing money when you bid a job or go to do pool service or things of that nature. I'm going to go over some things that I've done in the past and some ways for you to prevent making mistakes when you're doing the bidding process or when you take on certain accounts. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So it would be nice if I could tell you that I learned all this the easy way by not making these mistakes, but unfortunately I have made a lot of these mistakes in the bidding process or in doing certain things or taking on accounts that I probably shouldn't have taken on, which cost me time and money. So I'll start with the first tip here. This is when you're bidding to do a project and you're going to do a multiple equipment install, let's say you're going to do a filter and a pump and motor, and you're going to bid the job thinking that, okay, you know, I'm going to be there doing the pump and motor. It should be fairly easy to also do the filter at the same time. And so you bid the job thinking, since I'm doing one thing, I can do the other thing and it won't be a problem since I'm here already doing the pump. I can just re-plumb the filter, put a new filter in, and there won't be any problems. But the problem is when you're bidding for the equipment in this situation, it's much better to bid each equipment separately, which means that if there's a problem, if you're running something that takes longer, you're not actually losing money because you've gotten paid for both installs um, at one time. So for this example... You know, when I did this job, I was doing the filter and the pump at the same time. Ran into a few problems. One was that the grade of the pool was almost like an optical illusion. So you couldn't really tell that it was below sea level, the equipment that is. And never had a problem when I did the filter, emptied the pump basket out. However, when I cut the filter out, I noticed right away that the water wasn't, was running out of the pipe that I cut. And curious, I just kind of laid down flat on my stomach and looked at the pool from the equipment area and realized, yes, the equipment was slightly under the pool level um, by a few inches. It was kind of one of those things where it was set back further than the pool. And again, when I cleaned the filter and when I cleaned up the pump basket, I never had water gushing through there. So one of those weird things where after I cut everything out, of course, gravity would take effect. And so I was delayed by about an hour there trying to figure out how I'm going to plug off the lines. I finally figured it out because there was no... I already cut the equipment out, so there's no way to turn everything off. And besides that, there were no valves in front of the pump. There was no automatic cleaner line or any spot at this pool. So with my truck, I carry various things. And the only thing that actually worked here at this pool because they had stub pipes, there wasn't even a threaded line, so I couldn't even plug off the return jets. It was kind of a disaster. I carry these, uh, they're called absorber, and this is these towels you're going to use to dry off your truck when you wash it, and these things are really good for plugging up drains, apparently, because that's what I found out, the only thing I could use. So I took the absorber, and again, it's like just kind of like this rubber towel thing, 
and I stuck them in the return line and that stopped the water from flowing back and I was able to do the plumbing. Um, but then I was delayed and then, of course, that cost me to lose some money because I had bid the job as one complete bid. And so one of the things that you can do to avoid this is that if you're doing multiple equipment installs at the same time, you still want to bid for both of them as far as labor time. And so you're doing a pump, you know, the average pump install that I charge for is about 250 and the same with the filter. And so you want to charge $500 for the install, even though you're doing both at the same time, just so you don't lose any money. And, you know, you can maybe cut it a little bit if you wanted to, but I found that by bidding this way, you're going to save yourself a lot of headache and frustration, especially if you have to come back the next day. Let's say you start the project and something else comes up and you have to finish the next day. This will cover those hours you're going to spend the next day also. Um, sometimes you'll have a motor or pump that's defective. I've had that happen before. And then you get everything wired up, turn it on, nothing happens, and then you have to come back and take care of that. So when you're bidding multiple equipment installs, you definitely want to charge the labor separately for each install. Even though you're there at the same stop, you want to make sure you get paid for it. And it's really important when you run into problems and nothing goes as you plan. And sometimes you're going to run into different problems and you definitely need to charge uh, accordingly. Otherwise, you're going to lose some money. It's harder to tell the customer later that, you know, I spent an extra hour and a half here. So I'm going to add on, you know, 150 bucks to the bill. That does not go over too well. So it's better to have that cushion where you spend maybe less time and charge for it than spending more time and not charging for it because you really can't collect after the fact. One thing that we can't do also is match online pricing with the equipment we're installing. So let's say that you're putting in a pump and the customer sees it online cheaper than the actual price you sold it to them for. And this is one reason why Jandy pulled all of their stuff off online so that you couldn't compete with the online sellers or wouldn't need to compete with the online sellers when the customer checked the price on something. This is why I recommend purchasing your equipment at Leslie's Pool Supply because they have a markup. Their retail markup is what the customer pays for it and they'll sell it to you at wholesale and so you can make some money on it and you're never going to see a price cheaper than what you can sell it for at a retail pool store. So shopping at Leslie's or your local retail pool store in your area or region is a smart thing to do. That way the customer, when they match the equipment, they'll realize that they're getting a good deal on it. And what I tell the customer sometimes if they do insist on me matching the internet price I let them know that there is a fee because I have to pick up the equipment and I bring it over to their house to install it. And so some of that charge is the fact that I have to order from my supplier, pay for it ahead of time. So I have money out sitting there. And then, of course, I have to go pick it up and deliver it. And that's part of the install fee. And so you can kind of get the customer to see the logic in that. But I think one way to head that off again is to make sure that when you're selling equipment to your customer, that you pick equipment that you already know ahead of time what the online price is and your wholesale price. And so this takes a little bit of kind of, um, you know, a little bit of work on your end to make sure that when you suggest the pump to the customer, so if you say, you know, I have this uh, Jandy, you know, 2.7 horsepower uh, variable speed pump that I want to install for you, you want to make sure that your wholesale price is not going to affect the fact you can't mark it up to what the online price is that makes sense. So kind of be selective when you're picking the equipment for your customer. So you don't run into this problem where they'll go online and Google it and say, hey, you know, this is much cheaper online. Why are you charging so much for it or $200 more than I can get it online? Things of that nature. 
will arise. And one way to stop that is to be selective in what you sell your customers. And so if you sell them, you know, for instance, the Leslie Jacuzzi brand equipment, you'll get it at wholesale. They'll check online for the price of the filter. They'll see it as $1,200, kind of what you're selling it to them for. And so there's no argument there at that point. And I did record a separate podcast on bidding a green pool. And you can lose definitely lose money on a cleanup, like a green pool cleanup, if you don't understand the concept of the different levels of how green it is and how much it's going to take to get it back in shape. So I, I'll just recap it briefly here. You want to look at the equipment to make sure that it's something that you can work with. And so, you know, if it has a really old D filter, you're going to have to break that thing down a few times. So put that in your bid. If you have a cartridge filter, you know, you might have to get the customer to replace the cartridges. Things of this nature are all factors. When you bid a green pool cleanup, so you don't lose money. And so for me, the minimum I charge is 450 for an average size pool. And depending on the green level, and if they want service later, I may go down a little bit, but I tr- tend to not do that because you could definitely lose money because it could be a longer process, could use more chemicals than you normally would use. All these are factors. So kind of get a concrete price where you're not losing money, you know, factor in the filter cleaning time, the actual cleanup time of the pool and the chemicals you're going to use. And as you get experience bidding the green pools, you're going to kind of know off the bat that this pool is going to be this much trouble to, to clear up versus the other pool that you think would be easier. And you learn that by experience. So don't want to underbid a green pool cleanup for sure and lose money on that. As far as bidding other service accounts or other services, definitely an acid wash here in my area. The minimum is 450 again for acid wash for a you know 15,000 or smaller pool. If it's a 20,000 gallon pool, it goes to 550 because of the time involved and the effort involved in it. There's, you have to drain the pool the day before and then you're going to have to come back and acid wash it and spend time there. And then, of course, the customer is responsible for refilling the pool, making sure that it doesn't overflow. And then you come back the next day after that, once it's filled, just do the startup chemicals. That's kind of what I do. You may not do the startup chemicals, but I think it's a good idea to have all that in your acid wash price so that you drain it one day, do the acid wash, let the customer fill it up, watch the water level themselves, and then you come back and you do the startup chemicals and charge them for the startup chemicals, of course, in your bid or extra outside of the bid. Itemize everything you're going to put in their pool for them. However you want to handle it, just so you don't lose any money because you have to kind of factor in the chemical costs too if you're going to do the startup for them after the acid wash. And then I think all of us have done this where we see a pool that looks really good. We get excited that we're getting a new account. And you take on the account only to realize that this pool has some serious problems. Either the equipment is not running correctly or there's some kind of weird water chemistry thing going on here. Or there's, you know, debris that we didn't notice before. Maybe the trees weren't blooming at that moment. But then later on, you know, two or three months down the road, the trees full of debris. You know, these are all things that we've all made the mistake of doing. And then you're going to have to kind of get out of this account, which sometimes is difficult to do especially if you're doing a house in the same neighborhood or if the customer looks like someone is going to, you know, be a little bit tough on you when you try to dump the account. So taking on an account is good. I mean, you're getting a, you're doing the bid and you get a potential client. But during that time, you just want to look at the pool carefully. I remember one member called me and he had just taken a pool over. It was like a 25,000 gallon pool and he bid it kind of low for that area and then he realized that, hey, you know, this guy's pump is not working correctly. And then the customers don't want to do anything about it. 
And, you know, in retrospect, while he was there, he kind of had a feeling for the customer, kind of had a feeling that this pool would be more difficult because it was already kind of turning and the other pool guy had just disappeared. That's kind of a sign that things are bad, by the way. If the pool guy just stops showing up and the customer tells, yeah, my pool guy just stopped three weeks ago. I don't know what happened to him. Kind of a hint that this pool may not be um, something that you want to take on. Um, so basically, he kind of had the feeling that it wasn't good. He took it, struggled with it, and then he has to kind of get out of it. Doesn't want to just disappear like the other pool guy that's bad for business. But eventually he got out of it, but he shouldn't have taken it in the first place. And so it's good to be excited about getting a new account. It's bad to take a new account because you're excited about it. And that makes sense. So kind of think it through while you're there. Make sure that it's an account you can live with long term. And just look around, look at the customer, you know, if they have old beat up cars in their driveway or if everything looks kind of pieced together with duct tape and whatnot, you definitely want to be a little leery about the fact that, you know, if something breaks on the equipment, are they going to want to replace it? And I've had, I've heard many stories of people that have accounts where the customer wants them to replace one grid or tape it or put some silicone on there because they don't want to buy eight grids, even though the filter is leaking. So all these are things to look out for. When you're doing initial bid and make sure everything, you know, I think the best kind of accounts to get, of course, are the newer pools or the customer is pretty chill about everything. And they're like, oh, yeah, I think my pump needs to be replaced. Give me a bid for that when you take over the account. Those are like the people you're looking for. So definitely kind of have your eyes wide open. Um, I guess it's kind of like marriage. How do they say that? Yeah, it's a quote by Ben Franklin. He says, in marriage, keep your eyes wide open before marriage and half shut afterwards. And I think this is definitely applicable when you're doing a bid. You want your eyes wide open. And then afterwards, you can overlook certain things with the customer. You know, just same thing in marriage. Nothing's going to be perfect with them. But at least at the beginning, you kind of know what you're getting into. So I think that's really important when you're doing any kind of bidding. And again, I'll go back to the very beginning where I talked about underbidding equipment installs. If you combine equipment installs and you kind of cut down on the labor because you're there already, you're going to lose some money because things always happen. You know, when you're bidding like a green pool cleanup, you want to make sure that you see everything possible out of that situation. And again, as you do more of these, you'll get the experience of being able to see certain things at the green pool cleanup. That will be kind of these things that you would want to kind of file away in the back of your head to make sure you're bidding it high enough. And then when you're bidding accounts, you just want to make sure that you take everything into account, pun intended, when you're back there to make sure that this is a pool that you can live with week in and week out because you're going to be cleaning this pool, you know, 48 to 50 times every year, depending on how you have your business set up. And you definitely want to make sure this is a pool that you can definitely like cleaning as you put it on your route. So all these are factors and you're definitely going to make mistakes as you're learning the ropes out there. You're going to make mistakes as a veteran out there. I've made these mistakes with years of experience. And so definitely you make mistakes as part of business. But, you know, if you can avoid some of these mistakes by being more diligent before the fact, and as the saying goes, it's good to learn from your mistakes, but it's even better to learn from others' mistakes. And if you're looking for more resources, you can definitely go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, and on the banner, you can also click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to the previous podcast I recorded. I also have an ebook available for $9.99 on my website. You can check that out there. Again, that's swimmingprolearning.com. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Cool Guy Podcast Show. The Cool Guy Podcast Show. The Cool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool server software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.